This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I can't stand Joel Embiid. I can't stand him. I I actually like from like an off the court like personality thing. I don't really have that much of a problem with Giannis, and he's kind of corny sometimes. But like when you look at like those two players next to each other and not liking their off the court antics, which is a comparison a lot of people make. I see on Twitter. I, I just can't stand Joel Embiid. I, I really can't stand his vibe. I can't stand how goofy he is. I can't stand his level of corniness. But like taking himself too seriously, it's. It's too much for me. It's too much for me. And uh, uh, Claxton owns him, so that's all right. <laughs> Wait, I, I don't have a problem with Joel Embiid's personality or, or even the, you know, the DX chop as, as someone who grew up in the heyday of, you know, let's get ready to, you know, the, the rest of it. But um, as far as his on-court play, he might be my least favorite player to watch when you're factoring in his status in the league. It's disgusting at times. He, he's the, the biggest flopper. I've ever seen for a big man, he may be the biggest flopper in the league, period. When you're talking about every time falling on the ground or flailing his arms, you're supposed to be the big, strong, modern-day kind of Shaq player, but he he doesn't play like that at all. And it's one of the reasons that, uh, you know, I I don't trust him as much in in big spots because, one, somebody's got to get him the ball. Two, you're not going to get those bailout calls all the time. And three, he's generally a little bit worn down by the, the postseason. But that's why, you know, I've called them the Philadelphia free throws. I've called him and Harden the free throw bros. Where Credit where it's due, Harden hit a couple big shots in that game. Those threes were probably the difference. But when you combine Embiid and Harden, I, I don't know if there is a, a duo that is less aesthetically pleasing when it comes to their style of play. Flopper, flopper, Embiid's a flopper, 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 Harden, flopper. As soon as the game started... I'm like, yo, they're fucking a game up. How many whistles right away? And, you know, (laughs) that game took a long time. I said on the radio last night, I'm like, people always talk about the pace of play in baseball. That took as long as a baseball game. Because right away, these guys are trying to, you know, fall all over the place, draw flat fouls. I'm sure you guys saw uh, Harden shoot that three with Steph on him and try and, like, kick out and fall. And it's just so corny. But you put those two together. It's super floppers, super flop bros. Anyway, uh, there's so much to talk about today. And um, it's January 26th. It's crazy to think that three years ago we lost Kobe Bryant. And not just Kobe Bryant. Obviously, Gianna Bryant, John Altobelli, Carrie Altobelli, Alyssa Altobelli, Sarah Chester, Peyton Chester, Christina Moser, and Ara Zobanyan. And Kyrie put that out today on his Twitter um, I appreciate him kind of like, you know, 
including everyone that was on that helicopter. Uh, I was just talking to, you know, Hudson and Robin about an episode we did. If you go way back to our YouTube, um, we didn't even know how to handle it. You know, if you're an NBA fan, if you're a basketball guy, if, like I was always a Kobe fan. It was a rough day. Uh, it's still rough to think about. But uh, rest in peace to all of them. And, um, you know, Kyrie obviously spoke on it last night. And the NBA world uh, is remembering Kobe. And not even just the NBA world, all of the sports world. Um, last time we recorded, we were supposed to be getting an update on Kevin Durant's knee. The update is there is no update. He's progressing. And in two weeks, we'll get another update. Um, he came out and said that he wished he could play tomorrow. And he also cited, you know, going back to Golden State, his former team. He missed that opportunity. LeBron is coming to town. He's going to miss an opportunity to play against LeBron. But we expect him to come back and play in the All-Star game. And uh, speaking of the All-Star game, AD and Eddie gave the NBA the formula for what to do in this All-Star game on the Etcetera's podcast uh, back in February of 2022, they had the conversation about how the NBA should go about like choosing the captains or, you know, choosing the teams. And now we've learned that the uh, NBA will pick the teams or have the captains pick the teams right before the game. Do you guys care about this? You guys think, I think it's better. I'll start. I think it's better because it's like when you're, you know, when you're a kid and you're playing street basketball, it's like, all right, I got him. All right. I got him. All right, we'll take this dude over there in the blue shirts, uh, uh, blue shorts. All right, you over there in the, you know, in the white tee, come play. So I think it's like it's it adds a level to it. I thought it was cool that they had the little show, but like, what's the show really doing for us? I think going into that game with the suspense of like we don't know what the teams are, and then they pick them, and we can kind of react on Twitter and uh, watch the you know process live. I think that's gonna be cool. Yeah, I mean, it's not a bad idea. Whatever they can do to, to continue to enhance the interest. I think you, you look at um, the TV ratings tricks, too. They're probably trying to extend the audience. How long can we keep the audience through from that point in, in time through the, the game? I love the NBA All-Star Game. Always have, always will. The, the show Steph put on last year, you know, was incredible. Any little thing they can do it to, to enhance the drama, is good and, and and you're right the the pre-produced for tv segment was nice but this will have probably more of an organic kind of energy because it will be happening live and right before tip another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, and, and obviously there's a certain like jokingness to Kevin Durant and Eddie's comments about like, oh, they took this idea from us. I, I, I don't, obviously, I, I would like there to be attribution if that's actually what happened, but I hope they do. I hope the NBA does take more ideas from the players, especially for something like the All-Star Game, All-Star Weekend, which is supposed to be a real celebration of the players, right? And so for me, I think the more that they can let the players like have a weekend where they can really be celebrated, really be honored, and really go out and show themselves and have fun, the better. I think you've seen over the last couple of years 
all-star games across sports become a lot less interesting. People have talked about the dunk contest becoming less interesting. Um, the NFL is switching up their Pro Bowl model. There's a lot of, of talk about that. And I think it's good that the NBA always seems to be on the cutting edge of uh, letting the players lead uh, in that manner and keeping things more interesting. Yeah. And now, I mean, we might as well get right back into talking about this game. That's all this podcast is going to be about. And one game had so many storylines and themes and different things. And I feel like everybody was talking about that game last night. It was on ESPN. I actually listened to the ESPN broadcast and listened to uh, Doris Burke called call the game. I just I don't know. It was it was on the TV and I just never switched to yes. Probably should have switched switched at some point because I'm always superstitious about like listening to our crew. Uh, maybe I should have switched at halftime. Maybe we would have won, but it was a closer game than expected. Shout out to the Brooklyn Brigade, my guys, the Familia. Let's see if I can pull up uh, something from uh, my shared screen. So, no, I don't think I can. Um, the Brooklyn Brigade are the reason why you hear Brooklyn down there in Philadelphia. I think they've made two or three trips down to Philadelphia uh, with the BK Block Brooklyn Brigade people, um, which are the Nets super fans in Section 1. Uh, you may have seen me in the section. I don't get to as many games as I used to, but shout out to the gang. They're down there, and they're representing us, and they're not letting these goofy fans just have their way booing Ben Simmons and F. Ben Simmons. They're there fighting some of that, and it's good to have them there. We've heard KD acknowledge them. Um, shout out to the Brooklyn Brigade. I was in a chat with the Brooklyn Brigade. Someone got my phone number off Facebook, and I literally texted a guy. I was like, where'd you get this number from? And he's like, your Facebook. And I'm like, I don't even go on Facebook anymore. I'm not thinking about that. So for the first time in a long time, I logged into Facebook, and I took my number off, and then I saw I had all these messages. And I'm the type of person, like, when I have all of this, like, notification clutter, it, like, freaks me out. I try and clear it. So I go into the Brooklyn Brigade chat, and I leave the group because the chat is about, like, exchanging tickets and i'm like well i don't really need tickets anymore i've only been to three games this year and i'm credentialed now and uh shout out to i think um mig sent uh into another group chat we have a screenshot they were like why keith leave does keith hate us something like that i'm like nah not at all i just like don't need to be in a chat about like hey who's got a ticket for the pistons game tonight who's got a ticket for the knicks game tonight um but back to the philadelphia game i'm glad they were there the Nets face the Sixers in Philly, and obviously there's the James Harden element. Obviously there's the Ben Simmons element. Seth Curry going back there, facing off against Doc Rivers, his father-in-law, uh, Joel Embiid, Troll Embiid, and I don't know. It just makes for a good rivalry, and the NBA has labeled this week as rivalry week. Philadelphia is hot right now. The Sixers have won six in a row, I believe. It went out out west, and uh, they won all those games. They're healthy, and I don't know what else to say about them besides the fact that they're rolling. And for the you know Nets to have knocked them off last night, it would have been big. The fact that it was even tied, what was it 101, 102 or something like that? No, 120, 120 uh, at one point. The fact that it was even tied at that point has to make you feel better about the Nets, right? When this uh, West Coast trip that we just took started, everybody was saying it's the same thing. It's deja vu. Same old Nets, right? KD goes down. These guys are going to lose 11 in a row again. 
but they were telling us it's different. It's not the same. It's different. It's not the same. And then they showed it by beating Utah. They showed it by beating the Warriors. And they showed it last night by going toe-to-toe with a fully healthy team that may have the MVP in Joel Embiid and may, you know, and does have uh, a former MVP in James Harden, um, has a championship coach, and may have a team that can contend for a championship this year. We did all of that without the best player in the world, the best player on our team, Kevin Durant. And before I pass it to you guys, 